Sooner or later, when you least expect it, there comes a point of no return, a dead end from which there seems no escape, a moment in time, a moment of crisis. There's a handful of exclusive and very expensive private hospitals and nursing homes. If Angie Stedman had to be hospitalized, she would demand one of these plush infirmaries, and she would have her way, for Angie Stedman had always had her way. In a moment, we'll meet Miss Ruta Lee as Angie. Angie with her superior breeding, her ever-present journal, and her delicate complaint. In tonight's tale of suspense, a semi-private room. We shall begin in one minute. little hideaway. Well, it's ever so much nicer than I thought it would be. And uh, does the window have a view? Oh, I can't tell with all this fog, but then San Francisco always had a fog. Every time I've been here. No, no, I can get out of the wheelchair by myself. Why, uh, I haven't even asked your name, have I? Or will you be my personal nurse? I suppose you do go off shift sometimes. I'm a Sims, Mrs. Stedman. I work days. Well, then we'll be seeing a lot of each other. And I'll be a perfect patient. Well, that's fine, Mrs. Stedman. Now, let me show you how you can work your television right from your bed. You take this little switch and you... I watch very little television. I'm so absorbed in all the real things of life, you know. But I suppose for a few days I'll just have to put them aside. Ah, but I do have my journal. I always carry it with me and you'd be amazed. Even the smallest details of my life are in here. What I do, where I go, who calls, what I think, what I eat. There's a book in here, Miss... Uh, what did you say your name was? Sims. Now let me help you. No, 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 no. No, no. What did I say? I can do it myself. Just um, steady the wheelchair if you'd like to. Thank you. See? You may cover me now. Uh, lightly. One blanket. Thank you, my dear. Uh, tell me, uh, is the food terrible? <laughs> well, you know what they always say about hospital food. But I'll tell you one thing. It's the best money can buy. Well, <laughs> I won't be disappointed. My hopes aren't very high. After all, I guess I can bear anything for three or four days. And when will Dr. Pearson be in? Well, I don't know exactly. I'll ask him to see you as soon as he comes in. Yes, do. Thank you, dear. That will be all for now, I think. Uh... Yes, ma'am. Oh, uh, how do I call you if I want you? Oh, oh, thanks for reminding me. It's this button on the end of the cord. See? Pen to your pillow. Like a rose. Only not nearly so romantic as a rose on my pillow. But Mr. Stedman will see to that. Well, I'll be back in a little while. Call me if you need me. Uh-huh. Well. Poor dear thing. <laughs> I wonder why people become nurses. Well. 
to business. Now, let's see. September 21st. My first day in the hospital begins. They've given me a small room, pink and not nearly so sterile-looking as I'd expected, but it has a sheffer robe and two awful Duncan Fife chairs and a watercolor on the west wall. A television I can control from my bed and... Huh? No telephone? Oh, there's got to be... Where's that infernal button? Oh, where is that woman? Yes, Mrs. Stedman. Here I am. Where is my phone? Doesn't your room have a phone? No, my room does not have a phone. Listen, for what my husband is paying for this accommodation, there ought to be a phone. Have one brought in. I'm sorry, Mrs. Stedman. I'll go right out and see about it. Well. Oh. I really mustn't tire myself. Huh. Where was I? Huh. Yes. A television I can control from my bed. Peekaboo! What? Jimmy! <laughs> Hi, Angie. How's my big sister? How did you get in? I slugged the guard and bribed the jail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're too good to be true. Well, tell me, how do I look? Like a girl in a Maxfield Parish afternoon, with the light slanting across your face. Beautiful. Oh. Like Bermuda, 1959. Yes, yes. Oh, let's talk about it. Well, there was you, and Walter Lang from Hollywood, and Bill, and me. Only you were with Walter, and I was with you. Being a big producer in Hollywood, Walter. Well, all I do all day is audition beautiful girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you expected me to say, wasn't it? No. What does a producer do, seriously? Well, seriously, he has to arrange financing, buy scripts, select players, and appoint someone to direct. And what about you, Bill? Nothing quite so glamorous, I'm afraid. Oh, come on, tell. What does he do, sis? Huh? He'll tell you if he wants you to know. Oh. No, Noah, I do want you to know. I make Power Street sweeper. <laughs> what? You shouldn't have told her, Bill. No. No, really, I'm fascinated by Power Street sweepers. <laughs> you uh, make them? I own a company that makes them. Stedman Industries. Do you make as much money as Hollywood producers? Oh, Angie, you and your mouth. <laughs> no, I'm sure he makes more. You know, my last two pictures were percentage films, and they, they flopped. You know, I'm in Bermuda to escape my credit. <laughs> <laughs> what a time we had, Jenny. And you weren't really mad at me for taking Bill away from you, were you? I mean, well, it was obvious that Walter preferred you... No, we were just mismatched. <laughs> but I fixed that, didn't I? And Bill and I have been so happy. And it was so nice of you to remind me of how it all started, Ginny. You're really a dear to come and see me so soon, right on the first morning I'm here. Ginny? Ginny? Peekaboo? Ginny? Where is my telephone? Where is my telephone? Had a wonderful visit with Jimmy, 
first crack off the bat. How well she looks. How little she looks like a widow. Hi, Angie. Oh, oh, Dr. Pearson. What's that you're writing? My journal. I keep a record of everything every day. This is a new experience, a hospital. Good way to look at it. Nobody likes being in a hospital, I guess. Oh, I'll make the best patient you ever had, doctor. Good. How do you feel? Fine. That's all? Just fine? No aches and pains? No. You better watch out, Sims, or Mrs. Stedman will be out, up and out of here. <laughs> oh, I didn't see her. What about my telephone, doctor? Telephone? She didn't tell you. My room has no telephone. Well, for gosh sakes, you're right. We'll see about one. Although I'm only here for three or four days, I'm lost without a phone. And my friends will naturally all want to call. Sure. Well, we'll get the ball rolling. Now, I'd like to take your blood pressure. Oh. I hate this part. I can feel my own blood pounding, and it, it scares me. It shouldn't. If you can't feel it, it's not so good. I wish Bill would come. When are visiting hours? Let's don't worry about visitors right now. Nurse is going to bring you a couple of little pills to help you relax. When is lunch? Around noon. Anything you'd especially like. Oh, let me think. Oh, go away and let me think. <laughs> All right. Let us know when you've made up your mind. Lunch. Luncheon. Hmm. May I have you over, son? The uh, duck. We'll have the duck with a good burgundy. Uh, mushrooms, spring peas... Sound good, darling? Everything you say sounds good, my love. I love you. I love you. Hey, do you suppose that everyone can tell that we're on our honeymoon? <laughs> yes. Do you care? No. I'm proud. Mrs. Stedman, here are your pills. What? What? Oh. Where is my telephone? Oh, I'm sure doctor is seeing to it. Now, now, just take these. That's fine. And here's your water. <clears throat> oh, there. Oh, that water tastes terrible. I know, it's the city water. It's better when it's ice cold. Next time I'll get you some ice water. Oh, it tastes just awful. You know, you shouldn't drink the water, Angie. Look what I brought Good old Walter. Never take a vacation without Walter. Oh, now listen, you two. All the guidebooks say that we mustn't miss the floating gardens of Soshi Milko. Floating gardens of Soshi Milko. But better take along some of my stuff if you get thirsty. You've been thirsty all morning, dear. This is your fourth. And who's counting, dear? Oh, come on, both of you. How can you argue on a beautiful day in Mexico? Be in love. Be in love like Bill and I are in love. Oh, I must write this. I am reminded of Walter's drinking problem. What a burden he must have been to my poor sister during those last terrible years. And how poor Ginny must feel to know that... Oh, no. No, I won't even write about it to myself. What if that nurse should get a hold of it while I'm sleeping? It's our secret. It's our family secret. And you don't need to worry, Jimmy. You can trust Bill and me. You can always trust Bill and me. Aha! Uh -huh. The 
queen is talking to herself. Bill! Oh, Bill! How are you, Angie? Perfect. Perfect now you're here. Hey, I saw Dr. Pearson in the hall. He says you'll be out of here in three or four days, and maybe just three days if you're good. I'll be the best patient he ever had. I told him that. And you will be, and the prettiest. Look. Baby's breath. Where did you find them? Looked uh, all over town and found one florist who had them. Oh, you remember everything, don't you? Oh, I don't know about that, but uh, I know I do miss you. Been lonely? Jenny popped in. How's she doing? Oh, fine. You'd never know anything had happened to her. Oh, that's good. Oh, listen, honey, I've got to get back to the plant. Now, get plenty of rest. Hey, what are you getting for lunch? Uh, I thought I'd have duck. Like on our honeymoon. Remember? I remember. I do, too. I remember everything. Uh, gotta go. Uh, call me, honey, uh, any time. Call? Oh, oh, the telephone. There is no telephone in this room. Bill, see if you can make them get me a telephone... Bill? Bill? Oh. Oh, they'd let a person wither away in here. I hear you buzzing, Mrs. Stedman. Now, where is it? Mrs. Stedman, it takes some time for the phone company to get here, and I know the doctor has done all he can. What? What did you say? I know the doctor has done all he can. I know the doctor is doing all he can. Oh, it was all my Jenny, it was an accident. It wasn't anybody's fault. He'll be all right, Jenny. You have to have faith. He was too drunk to drop it, so I... So I... Look, just, you did the same I, thing any of us would have done. Oh, no. I was never that much of a driver, but I wasn't going over the speed limit. I know I wasn't. He'll I be wasn't. all right, Jenny. Boy, that guy in the other car. When Walter is up and around, I want to see him through the pants off that son of a gun. Oh, please, nurse. Please, how is he? Can I go in and at least talk to him? How much longer will it be? The doctor is doing all he can. I know you want your telephone, Mrs. Stedman. We won't forget. Telephone? Oh. Oh, yes, please. I hate to be such a pest. And here I said I'd be the best patient you ever had. Don't you worry, Mrs. Stedman. You're doing just fine. Ring if you need anything. I will. I will. Well... Back to the journal. Yes, I have been thinking about the untimely death of my brother-in-law, Walter Lang. Fortunately, however, these somber thoughts were interrupted by a visit from Bill, who had brought me a lovely bouquet of baby's breath. No. No, it's called baby tears, isn't it? Baby breath? Baby something... I wanted you to have this for the baby's room, Jenny. Oh, it's adorable, Angie. What a delightful lamp. And it plays a tune while the lampshade goes around. Oh, thank you, Angie. Thank you. Bill and I found it in this tiny little shop in Switzerland. Oh, you're too generous, darling. You've been so wonderful to me since Walter died. Jenny, you're my very own sister. And when that baby comes, his auntie is just going to spoil him rotten. Or her. Uh-uh. <laughs> it's going to be a boy. I just know it is. Walter would have wanted a son. Oh, I'm sorry, Jenny. Well, I'll just make it a lovely bouquet of flowers. A lovely bouquet of flowers. There. Last time, Mrs. Dedman. Want to move that book so I can put your tray down? 
My journal? Oh, oh yes, yes. Did I order? I don't remember. There you go. What is it? Well, let's see. It's lamb croquettes. Lamb? Try some. Oh, I don't know. I feel sort of drowsy now. Maybe, maybe later. Dr. Pearson wants you to keep your energy up. So you'd better eat. I hate to eat alone. Oh, I know what you mean. Well, do the best you can. I hate to eat alone. You shouldn't have to eat alone. Think of poor Ginny. Now you know how it feels, Angie. Ginny! How did you... You're lucky. You know that in three or four days, Bill will be sharing your table with you again. And your bed. Ginny, we never talk about that. You and Bill will be back together again. Bill says maybe only three days. You're the lucky one, Angie. You always were the lucky one. I know it. (laughs) All my bad luck happened to you. (laughs) Yes. All my bad luck happened to you. Did you somehow find that funny? I don't know. I don't know what's funny and what's unfunny. Darling, they they give you these small little pills, little white pills that make you feel so relaxed. Oh, yes. Relaxed by all means. Well, it isn't really my fault that Walter died and and your baby died. I mean, it is terrible, and Bill and I feel so sorry for you, but it's really nothing I can help, is it? I mean, here I am. I'm helpless. Yes. You are helpless, aren't you? For the first time in your life, you're helpless. Well, I'm not. Jimmy, what? Give me that pillow. Jimmy, have you lost your head? exactly what happened. Well, I brought in her lunch tray and set it down on her table. And then I left her with it. When did you come back? About 45 minutes later when I came to pick up the tray. I see. And when I saw her just lying there with her tray on the floor, I I rang for you and, well, you know the rest. Yes. You see, we rushed her into the coronary care center, but it was too late by then. Just no way at all of predicting these things, Mr. Lang. I suppose not. She was a very sick woman slipped in and out of reality at a moment's notice. Well, here, since there's no other living kin, I suppose this really should go to you. What is it? It's a journal she kept. She wrote in it constantly. Oh, you'll find your name in some of the pages. Is that right? (laughs) I'm surprised. You see, Mrs. Stedman could never accept the fact that she had caused her husband's death by driving while she was drunk. So she transferred this this guilt feeling to an imaginary sister she called Ginny. Kind of an interesting play on her own nickname, Angie. Don't you see? Oh, yes. Well, in her fantasy world, you and this Ginny were married, and Ginny had driven the car that killed you. Incredible. Oh, it's not uncommon, really. She had shoved off all the unpleasant things in her own life onto this mythical sister of hers. Apparently, she'd been doing it since she was a child. Yeah, so, uh... When Bill was killed and she lost her baby, that's 
That's what snapped her mind. Huh? Yeah, that's about it. Lord, what a tragic end. Well, as an old friend of them both, I only hope she can find some peace now. I, I'll take the journal, Doctor. Someone may want it someday. Certainly. And uh, are there any final bills to be paid? Of course, you know I've had her power of attorney ever since Bill was killed. Well, we'll forward them to your address in Los Angeles. Fine. Well, goodbye, Dr. Pearson. You played a very convincing Jenny. For a split of the Stedman fortune, sweetie, why not? You know, I might even make a picture using this very plot. <laughs> oh, here. Take this journal and get rid of it, will you? Presented a semi-private room starring Ruta Lee as Angie Stedman, with Leonard DeCarl as Bill Stedman, Barbara Stewart as Jimmy, Pat French as the nurse, Michael Oscar as Dr. Pearson, and Douglas Young as Walter Lang. Writing and direction by yours truly, Jim French. <laughs>